Welcome to Chris in Christ, a show about being redeemed and saying so. I'm your host, Chris, and I'm so excited you tuned in to today's testimony and transparency. Let's stay connected. Follow me on all social media platforms and anywhere you can listen to a podcast. Just put in Chris in Christ. Let's go. All right, everybody, so glad that you've tuned in today. I have a very special treat for you all, and we're just going to jump right in, allow him to introduce himself and to get his story out there. So can you please, um, our special guest, can you please tell us your name, a little bit about yourself, and either some embarrassing moment or like a guilty pleasure, something something uh, a little juicy about yourself? Okay. Yeah, they is just off. My name is um, I go by Ron Williams. Um, I'm from North Carolina, and um, uh, something interesting about myself, um, and which we'll get into pretty soon. Um, I've actually been hit by a car twice. Oh my <laughs> goodness! How can you say that and laugh after? <laughs> and so yeah, so that I mean that's just. That's not even the tip of the iceberg. It's, I have, I have um, oh my God, I have a very interesting story. And um, I've been charged to, my God, to tell the world. And so hopefully, you know, this, you know, what we're doing right now is, is just the beginning. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm excited. I've, I've got to know now. You've definitely piqued our interest. <laughs> so just um, kind of walk us through your story. Tell me a little bit, you know, about before things started happening, during, um, you know, after. What was this all like for you? Okay, yeah, no problem. Well, ah, wow, it's, it's, you know, I get excited when I when I think about it because when I when I think about it, it kind of all plays out um, like a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's 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 really weird. Once you, especially once you know the, the whole story or the majority of it, it's, it's, there's so much in there. It's kind of like I have this ongoing joke with um, my doctors. They say, uh, I tell them, I said, you know, that's how you're doing. I said, well, you know, I can't seem to get a break unless it's a bone or a heartbreak. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and that seems to, you know, that seems to just sum it all up, really, sadly. But, um, you know, I try to make, you know, light of it, you know, to try to find the silver lining. I've learned and I've, I've grown long enough to know that I'll be 40 this year. And so in December, awesome. I, I've had a, yeah, thank you. So I've had a lot to, you know, in these years, it's, it's just taught me so much. And a lot I had to learn early in age. Um, it didn't come by just me being such a positive or such a great guy or whatever, whatever. it came. No, it came with a whole lot of stuff. Um, even right at birth, I was born, um, I was born with a major eye condition, um, and it's called aneuridia. And what that basically means is, is just that you're born missing, um, either parts or your whole iris. Hmm. The iris is just a little smile thing in your eye that you can't, nobody would, you know, when the doctors, they take time, that little light blue light in your eye that's what they're checking for to see if they see that iris mm-hmm. and they see if it contracts or whatever i was born without it naturally somehow and so there you know in most cases when that happens or even if you're just born with partial pieces of it you're 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 technically blind mm-hmm. by all standards you're blind i even was in college and i had a professor to say the same thing he's all oh, i'm gonna have degrees and all this kind of stuff and if you have you're born like this and you're missing it for its altering any kind of way. You're blind. There's no way you can actually see. And I raised my hand and said, really, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> I so beg I, to differ. <laughs> right, you know, I've had to live with this. So I didn't embarrass him in front of everybody. I just pulled him to the side after the class was over and say, you know, I was born with this condition um, that they couldn't tell me anything about. And because I was born in the deep country of North Carolina, eastern part of the North Carolina area, um, we didn't have a lot of doctors and stuff over there, and I was the son of a single mother, um, and of course, grandparents or whatever. And so, um, there wasn't a lot of you know, um, resources 
And so we just had to just had to learn to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And sadly, and so going into school, it was was very hard. I mean, I wasn't blind, but my vision was so bad I was deemed legally blind. Mm. So they, they, you know, my vision was like um, twenty two hundred in one eye and twenty four hundred in the other eye. Wow. Um, so, so that's that's pretty horrible. Um, and so having to go through school like that, go through life like that, it's, it's that by itself has been a toll, especially when you're a kid and you've got to wear these big, thick glasses and you got to, you know, go back and people picked on and all this kind of stuff and you can barely see it and the sun in your eyes, all that you got to deal with and then trying to go to school and learn and you can't even see the chalkboard. Mm. Um, so they try to make adjustments like, you know, they would let me move closer to the board, but my vision was so bad, I had to be like really up close to it. Um, so those type of things and all those type of adjustments helped me to get through, I would say, middle and high school. Um, but I had to learn early, you know, to dream and, and to dream hard because where I'm there, that I'm from, it's like, it's, you know, nobody pushed you to do anything. Mm. It was an area where, you know, we just, you know, you're, you're good to get out of high school. But now that you're out, let's like, for example, in our high school, in our in our career days, we had produced the chicken company out there waiting for you to come work in that factory. Mm-hmm. There was no do anything else. There was no dream big. There was no go to college. There was none of this other kind of stuff. Heck, I didn't even take the SAT until the very last one of my senior year. You know, so, I, I mean, it was those type of things. But one thing that always pushed me was music. I was so infatuated with music. Music was just the one thing that, that kept me motivated. And although I've never been able to drive, which is a whole other thing by itself, that's another thing that altered my life even to this day. So not being able to drive and having a low vision is just a couple of the things that I've always had to learn how to get by, but I just would not let that stop me. Um, my theme has always been, and when I went to college, ironically, um, I joined the Christian fraternity and my line name was Unstoppable Forces. Mm. And that was based around me and my story because not, no matter what I went through in life, I would not let that stop me. I would not let anything stop me. Um, I wouldn't let where I came from stop me. I um, the fact that I came from a single parent and I had a father who didn't care about me. I, I didn't even let any of that stop me. I, I took what I had or what was around me and I kept it moving. Um, and so from there, you know, so just dealing with that, I guess you could say it was the first part of my life and then moving out, going to college and things like that. I mean, it prepared me when I was at home paying $500 a month rent as a child. <laughs> mm. You know, all those things prepared me in life. I got all the preparation that I needed. And I said, I can go out and do this on my own. And everybody didn't think, well, you're not, nobody's going to hire you. Nobody's going to want to marry you. Mm. Uh, all this kind of stuff. You can just stay home and, 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 you know, and just be, be home. And, you know, cause you're not going to be, you know, to be able to do anything, all these things that you dream about, the things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. And all that did would just push me. That pushed me even harder. I said, I'm not going to settle for any of this. I'm not just going to settle. And so when I went to school, um, what ended up happening is I got hit by a car the first time. <laughs> the first time. Um, it was it was so it was so interesting because um, I was studying for finals, and um, I was walking home, and uh, I was walking down the street, and uh, I was walking down. I don't like snakes, and I knew that was like a big gutter or something ahead. Mm-hmm. So I was looking down in, on the, to make sure, you know, nothing was around me on my legs or anything like that. And before I knew it, everything just went black. Mm. Everything went black. Don't know what happened. And then at some point, you know, my eyes, you know, you see in the movie people, they slowly open their eyes, this bright light. I don't know if I'm in heaven or what. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's, and it happened just like that. And then I, I saw the bright light and then um, I tried to move and I, I couldn't move I couldn't see where I was at 
I know what was going on. So I started with three gal dad. I said, Lord, what is going on? And then before I knew it, um, that's when all these doctors came into the room. And I'm like, what's going on? And I started looking, I started seeing all these wires and different cords all around me. And I'm just like, what happened? Where am I at? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's when all the police came in the room. So the other side of the room, and they and that's when they informed me. They said, "Listen, while you were outside walking down the street, um, somebody came by and hit you. And when they hit you, your head went through the windshield. Oh. Your body just just went. You know, you just you got hit. The impact knocked you not only down, but you it knocked you fifteen feet." down into that gutter. What you so were trying impact, to avoid the whole time. Right. Well, the snakes, yeah, and the gutter. But yeah, yeah, and so it was like they were saying that if we had not, if it had not been for us coming out to clean the glass that was all out in the street, we would have never known. <gasps> so the person drove off. Yeah, they kept going. They, they at some point, just left. Um, they got a call about the glass. They came out there and cleaned out the glass out. And one of the officers, as they was cleaning the glass out, he looked and he saw one of my books in the grass. So he, he started looking and he started seeing more books and more stuff. So he said, let me just keep looking. And he basically looked and shined his light down into the gutter. He said, hey, there's somebody down here. And so they said that, you know, that's when the doctors took over and said that, well, when they brought you in, we already thought you were dead. Oh, my goodness. We, we were about to pronounce you dead on arrival because not only did you, you suffer from both impacts, but when just when we looked at you, the bones in your body were completely broken. You've literally been in ICU. This is the seventh day. They said you woke up on the seventh day. We left you here, and as a student, you know, they can't really put your information out there, anything like that, and your parents haven't got here yet, so we didn't know what to do with you. We thought you were already gone, but you woke up for some odd reason on the seventh day Mm. of being out. You were completely out. You were completely gone, and we don't know what to tell you other than you're never going to walk again, and then we go again with the never talk. Hmm. And I said, well, I hear you, but I don't hear you because you apparently don't know who I serve. Yeah. You don't you don't know me clearly at all. I'm, I'm not I'm not taking any of that. I'm getting out of here one way or the other one day and I'm going to keep doing what I need to do. I'm not going to let it stop. Me, you know, and so at that point, this was a uh, Wake Forest. University Baptist Hospital in Winston-Salem because that's where I was going to school at in uh, Winston-Salem State. And um, that's awesome. I went to Wake for I went to Wake Forest right down the street. Really? Uh, oh, so <laughs> actually, that's where. Well, you know what? Now that you say that, that's actually where I got hit. Oh no, I'm not proud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got hit down the road from. Um, um, it was like the corner of Renolda and. Uh, I think it's no point or something like that. So mm-hmm. I was it was something like that in the area. Um, but yeah, that was by the shopping center. And so that's when it all happened. And so, uh, I mean, it's just one of those things that when I should have had, you know, all the, the, uh, I could have put it, um, when I should have been at my lowest, you know, I just refused to just, just lay there and just accept it, just lay there and just die. Mm-hmm. I had to have hope. I had to fight it because uh, one thing I looked at it was like this, you know, all I'm going to hear later on down the line is I told you so. You should have stayed home. You should have listened. You shouldn't have done anything. See, I told you you weren't going to do nothing. I told you you weren't going to be about nothing. No. Mm. Uh-uh. That's all I know. I, I refuse to hear that. And so they sent me to their rehab center uh, they had a rehab center right there on the uh, on the campus of the hospital, and that's why I continued to stay and, and go through recovery and whatever. And um, I was remember fighting for my life while I was in there. And even you know the patients that were like when they were heard about you, 
was all in the news and everything. Like, why are you even trying so hard? Mm. I said, I got you. Because if I don't try hard, I, I won't be here. You got to try hard to make it. Life was never promised to be easy. And my life has never been easy. So I don't expect this, you know, to be the same. I, I, if I want, I've got to do what I, one thing I've always lived by, and I have a son, and I tell him the same thing to this day. I do what I have to do now so I can do what I want to do later on. I know that's right. You know, and so I had to keep fighting. That's what it was all about. Keep fighting because that stuff was in my heart. That was in my spirit. And so um, at some point, you know, my parents that, that were down there, they're saying, you know, they kind of, they wanted me to come home to finish recovery or whatever. And that's the last thing I wanted to do. I don't want to go back to that same hometown and be stuck because now I'm paralyzed. <laughs> That's like the worst thing ever, you know. But eventually I conceded and um, and I did that. But um, and the one thing I only did it was because there was this one part of me. My mother, I want to tell you, and this one thing is that always encouraged me, that always inspired me and still motivates me to this day is my my dad. His name was Robert. Um, my mom was fortunate enough to, although she became a single mother, she was fortunate enough later on in life to marry two great men, two great men that impacted my life greatly. Um, and they both, neither one of them are here now. They both died. Um, but um, one died of a stroke. Um, and then later on, another one, he died when we had those terrible tornadoes um, going through the state that they came by and they just picked up our home and just threw it 50 feet back and in that home was my dad my mom my uncle and my great aunt and my mom and my uncle were the only two to survive my home was destroyed everything was in it and that's just another thing that I had to deal with you know it's just I just, you can't believe it. I remember walking on the grounds and sitting down on something. I don't even know what it was. And then I realized I'm sitting on the roof. And it all just came down all at one time. And I just, and I just couldn't believe it. And it affected me so much because my dad had died. And this man, I saw him take care of my mother and love my mother in a way that no one had, not even in my family. I saw her, he, he showed me how to love a woman mm-hmm. and that you can love her and her child as if they were your own. And that is what inspired me the most. And he showed me by, when I was paralyzed, this man did every single thing he could for me in the world. I didn't have to ask for anything. Wow. I'm talking about three meals a day. Whenever I had to go to the bathroom, he would take me. He would he would wash me. He would clean. He would do everything spot on, consistent, all day, mm-hmm. every day. And, and he said he he did it, and he was doing it because he knew what type of man I was mm-hmm. and what I wanted to, and what I wanted to be. And so he said, "I'm gonna do everything I can help because I know that you're going to keep fighting. You're gonna make something of yourself one day." And that's one of the things that still drives me, his spirit, his legacy. It's what I'm still trying to build on because of that. And it just it just means so much to me. But that was just losing him like that. And in the way that I had to lose him was just so hard. You, you know, you, you lose people all the time. I lost my grandmother last week just to the coronavirus. Oh, I'm so you know, sorry. So, you know, so, I mean, that's a part of life. It happens. You know, but sometimes how it happens is what really, you know, so such a tragic way, you know, that how the house and everything to crumble on top and then suffer and die. But someone that was so nice and so sweet and just so humble, for them to die in such a tragic way, you ask yourself, like, God, well, why? I understand you taking them, but why do you have to take them like that? Mm-hmm. You know, and that was just so hard for me to deal with. But I had to learn that, you know, he knows he knows, and that he already prepared me for the road ahead. So that was just something else that I had to deal with come home because at the same time, 
my grandparents, they were able to escape their home, but they destroyed, the home got destroyed too. So I had to come home and be the man for everybody while we prepared for a double funeral for our family. Hmm. So there was so much going on in that time. And then, you know, just going through that and then still having my regular stuff that I have to deal with as far as my vision. And then, although I'm, I'm walking, because, yeah, bless God, after a year, I was walking again. I was determined. <laughs> I was walking again. Yes. Not only did I walk again, but let me tell you, I went back to school and I graduated in five years um, with two degrees. Look at you. Oh, yeah. I, look. <laughs> when, listen, when I say I'm, they not changed my little name on something, okay? I was just, <laughs> uh, no, I was just that determined, you know, and I didn't care if I had to crawl across that stage or whatever I had to do, but I was going to make it because I knew that everything that he had done for me this far, and I'm talking about God, I know it was all not just for me but it's for whatever the work that he's going to have for me later on I knew that that hope that was I was inspiring people even in all the pain and stuff that I was going through um you said you went to Wake Forest and so I know you know about that award they get right every year the the building the dream award Martin Luther King award Mm -hmm. um I was a recipient of that award I got one in that same year, um, and I think it was 2010, um, and it was for inspiring people. And somebody pulled me to the side that was working the dinner, and she said, "Listen, I know know you enough. This is my first time meeting you, but just hearing your story and just seeing you right now." She just started breaking down, crying immediately. She said, "You give me so much hope because there were times where I just wanted to give up." and just not care that I do anything, but just hearing it, your story would not allow me to do that. Because, and it lets me know that there's somebody out there that's going through something much worse than I am. So you've given me that energy, and you've given me that hope to keep pushing and keep fighting. And that's why I, I like to go by, I call myself a hope coach sometimes, <laughs> for that reason, you know. But um, it's, it's, just, it's just amazing you know, to see the impact and, you know, and just, just, just going through what you're going through and you're not understanding why, you know, why do I have to keep going through this? You know, and people sit back and watch and they say, well, what are you doing wrong mm. for you to always be going through something? And then you got those other set of people that say, see, I told you, you should have just not did this. You should have just not tried should just not want, you know, should just stay home or whatever. And but if you don't do nothing, you don't get anywhere. You don't get anything. Right. No pain, no gain, like the song says, you know. And so, I, like I said, I've always I'm determined and I'm just going to stay that way. And so, I mean, going through all that and I got married at some point and that ended tragically to say the least, that's the pretty way of putting it. Um, Like I said, there's a whole lot of heartbreak in between there and all the down down the line. I mean, I'm telling you because when I got to see, as like I said, as a kid, and I started reading, I started reading these romance novels and, you know, these women magazines, and I'm thinking, this is the way men are supposed to be. But from what they, they said they wanted or what they dreamed about, until I, I grew up and saw, oh, uh, that ain't the same the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This ain't it. <laughs> this ain't it at all. Flip the script on you. <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, what's going on here? But, you know, I, I, you know, I didn't let that change me. As a matter of fact, because of the way that I am everything that pushed me to be some to, you know, a giving person. I'm such a giving, I, I give all of, of my heart, I give I give all I got. And so, and I put that into everything that I do. That's just who I am. And and so seeing that and then having the men in my life that impacted me in the way that they did, um, that just inspired me to be even more of that person. So when I was fortunate enough to 
be in relationships, I put that same foot forward. And um, unfortunately, uh, a lot of times that can be taken advantage of. Absolutely. Um, and um, and I've had a lot of, uh, had a lot of, a lot of, of heartbreak, a lot of heartbreak. I've had a lot of people that have come and gone, that have come and gotten what they needed, and they moved on. And I questioned God, like, am I just a bridge? Are you using me just to, you know, impact their, their life until they get what they need and they move on? Mm-hmm. I mean, if that's the case, then tell me, and 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 so I can deal with this better. You know, but I just didn't know, and I just got tired of going through that same thing. And then my health continued to get worse. My weight continued to get worse. Because what happened was after I had that bad accident, my weight laying down 24 hours a day, I began to pick up so much weight. Mm -hmm. And over time, it just kept going and going and going. And so I'm dealing with all this stuff all at the same time, death, weight, health, infections in my leg. It's just all kinds of stuff. And I had every reason in the world to just do nothing. I had every every reason in the world to just say, I'm going to sit home and just do nothing and just take care of me. And even, but I just, I could never, ever do that. I could never, I just always, it just always felt like it was something pushing me to do more, pushing me to be greater. And knowing that there's people out there that are suffering, that are going through things, I just couldn't sit back and do nothing. Mm-hmm. And so what happened was um, I had, a, you know, God gave me a name and a vision um, to help out those people and the scripture. Um, I think it's, you know, there's a lot of people that can tell you all about the, the scripture about the virtuous woman, Proverbs 31 Jesus. They can tell about that all day long for whatever reason, good or bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, but no one can tell you what it says before. Um, that scripture that it says before, and it's, it's Proverbs thirty-one and eight, and then it says to speak up for those who can't speak for themselves. Yes. Ensure justice for those that have been crushed. Help the poor and the helpless. Be there for them and make sure that they get justice. And that's what I do. That's a charge that I take seriously. And so I ended up starting a nonprofit organization called SMILE, which simply stands for Single Mothers in Need of Love Every Day. Wow. I like that. Yeah, and I mean, it's near and dear to my heart because a lot of the times that's, you know, being around a lot of them, I see the struggle firsthand. I understand, even living with some of that times, I understand what they go through. I see it first. I've seen it firsthand, and I've had, and I've helped to deal with it. And so it's because of that I have, I have such a heart for that. And then being the son of a single mother, and then my aunt who helped raise me, she was also a single mother. So I've had all these influences around me. And then at the same time, I only not wanted to help them and be there for their children. But knowing that the impact men could have if that attitude was just changed, I just felt like the, the appreciation of women itself is not where it needs to be. You got that right. <laughs> it's not where it needs to be. I say it all the time. I tell anyone that I know, if God made anything better than a woman, he left it in heaven to himself. <laughs> if every man in the world took that same approach, had that same approach, this world would be such a much more beautiful and better place. Mm-hmm. If they could see the gift that women truly are, like it's it's, uh, it's it's you know, and it's sad that I can say that and see that, but I've been broken by them so many times. <laughs> you know, and I just I still try to find a way to laugh at it. But I doesn't I don't let that alter or change 
you know, how I feel or how, because I, I see it for what it is, mm-hmm. you know, and I know that there are a lot of people that have been hurt out there. Even some of the women that, that so-called are the bad ones, they're somehow, some way they were hurt by someone. Right. Hurt people, hurt um, people. Exactly. Exactly. And the last time that I was hurt, it was by someone who was, who was really hurt. And all they did was they hurt me in just the same way that they had been hurt their whole life. And it's, it's, it's sad and unfortunate, but that's just the reality of what it is. Um, and when I went out to heal and do what I needed to do, I then turned that around. And instead of spreading hate, I continue to spread love. Because it's easy for folk to come into your life and, and want to, you know, cause hell, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or be nosy or do something stupid. But there's not enough people out here just wanting to do right and just wanting to give love and spread love like we're supposed to. Right. And that's just, that's just me. And it's, and it's so easy for me to do that. I know that's what I'm in a way I'm called to do. And when I went somewhere, I went to give blood and this lady who was also like a prophet, she was just like, so she was asking me about me and what I do because they're talking about you. And I told her about the business and the organization that I was doing and she stopped me, she took a breath and turned around and she looked at me and she said, God is using you to heal broken hearts that you didn't break. Wow. And she just began to cry. She just, she just began to cry. She said, you are so needed. Mm. She said, you are so needed. And I just, we just stood there for like a, the next 10 minutes and just, and just reveled in that. You know, it was just, was just so amazing in that moment because I knew that's exactly what he was doing. And just hearing her say that, it answered a lot of questions that I had been having for God about, even about myself. Yeah. You know, I was like, well, why this and why that? And that kind of answered the question for me. And, you know, and so that's why I continue to do, you know, what I do, you know, and I have this overall theme. I think Kirk Franklin came out a song years ago and they said, help me believe. I hear that cry every day from people. I see it, you know, when you go in the grocery store, I'm not going to just see it. Mm-hmm. I can feel it out of people. They just need folks just want to help believe it. If you can help them believe, you can help them move forward. You can help them do the things that they thought they would never, ever do in life. You know, there's so many out there who became single mothers or whatever, and they got into a situation where now they feel like, well, I need to give up on school. I need to give, forgive up on going on my life, on my dreams, and all that kind of stuff, and just do what I got to do to take care of my kids. And that's it. And that's so not the truth. Mm-hmm. You can still have a life just like that that dude that walked out and he's living on his life. You can still do the same. Your kids are not uh, an endangerment. Your kids are not a negative. They're a positive. They add to life. They bring life. So you can still do those things you want to do. You might have to change how you do that. You might have to plan it out. And that's all well and good. But you don't have to give up on life. Your, your life is not over. And I remember so specifically saying that to myself when I was going through my divorce. Mm. Because everything was crumbling down and nobody knew what was going really, really going on. And I knew it, but I didn't want to be that guy to come out there and just put my ex on blast. Um, but I remember just laying in the bed and I remember just saying to myself, I cannot lay here and just die. Mm. I cannot do it. I have got to get up. I have got to do something. I just cannot do it. I, I can't allow myself to do it. He's not going to allow me to do it. Um, I just can't do it. I've got to get up. And from, from that point on, I just, I just continued, you know, to keep moving and keep fighting. And that's, that's just been my thing that I've been doing this whole entire time. And, you know, and also I'm still not quite where I want to be um, and what I'm doing, but I've come so far, you know, and I still do everything that I can, everything that I can, you know, to help people. Because you know? like I said, there's so many out here that's bringing the hate. There's, there's more than enough people out here that's causing trouble or sitting back and doing nothing. 
but there's not enough people being a part of the solution. There's not enough people out here that are giving and showing the love that is needed. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? One of the reasons I, I, I believe it is because we've gotten so much into a place where it's just easier not to do that. Especially when you've got so many things going on in the world, it's easier to sit back and say, hey, I'm just going to look at myself and take care of myself and whatever it is I want. We're living in such selfish times already. But then when you think about all the other stuff going on, like, like the, you know, like, you know, like the, the, the pandemic and all of the kind of stuff, it's easy to sit back and say, no, I'm just going to stay home and not worry about, worry about myself. Nobody is thinking about uh, the unfortunate who are out here. Nobody realized that these homeless shelters out here closed during this pandemic. So if anybody was homeless, they had nowhere to go. Hmm. I had a person that I was trying to help. She was a single mother. And she lost everything she had during this pandemic, her job, home, her kids, everything. She's living in a car. Mm. And she can't get in nowhere in the state because there's no one open. And they don't want to take anyone in because of, of, of the virus. Nobody is thinking about those types of things. And and then the, and what I realize is on this part, on the eastern part of the state itself, there's already a lack of places for, you know, for women to go, women or or and or their children, if something happened and they need help, especially in an emergency situation, they they look at it like, and I was specifically told this by directors, they said, well, we need more places for men to go versus women and their children because the public or private owners are more than likely willing to take in a woman and her child versus these men so we need to build more shelters for the men than we do women. But if there's no people out here willing to take the women, then they have nowhere to go. And then these all these men are safe. They have somewhere to sleep and they've got food and shelter. How does that work? Wow. How does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Is it just me? Or, <laughs> you, know, that, you know, that doesn't make sense to me at all. That's, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, it, it's things like that. And and kids, they're, they're trying to send kids back to school, but nobody's thought about the special needs kids. Yeah. Like, how are they going to go? How are you going to keep a mask? You can't even keep a mask on a, on a regular five-year-old child, <laughs> let alone, uh, uh, you know, a special needs. That's going to be incredibly hard to do. You know, and they, if they already have different needs and different things going on, and then you've got all these guidelines and things going back in school, it's just going to be that much harder. Nobody thinks about the unfortunate. Nobody thinks about the needy. And I mean, like I said, it, maybe it took all of those things in my life to that I've had to go through since birth to make me that person, to make me that man that I am now to be as compassionate as I am for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's what it took because I don't know how I would have turned out if my life was different and. You know, I didn't have all the things that I had to go through, all the things I had to fight through. Um, but I thank God that I did anyway, because it's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's put that, you know, that fire in me to just, just to do more and to not, you know, to not just settle, you know, for anything. So, you know, I'm, I'm just grateful for every opportunity that I can get, not only in, impact the world, but you know, just to tell my story or do whatever I can to encourage people and to motivate them and let them know that, hey, you know, you can you can get beyond this. Mm-hmm. This is not over. No matter what you've gone through, this, this is not the end. It's not the end. It's only the end until you give up and you stop trying. Mm-hmm. Well, I love that. And I... As you're kind of sharing your story, I keep thinking of two things. One is how, like, I understand, you know, first couple of trials. And I grant, granted, you've had, you know, let's say you had, you've been in a rough patch since an early age. So how do you cultivate 
and kind of like keep hope alive for yourself. Because I know first trial, second trial, that's not our perspective. That's not what we're thinking. We're not thinking of, um, well, this is a bad thing, but let me serve somebody else because there's someone's worse than me. That's just not our natural human nature at all. So what do you have to do or consider or think of? Like, what would you tell that person who they don't have that get up and go spirit? How would you encourage them to get to the place where they look at it with a different perspective? I think about this book that um, called Growth Mindset, and it's about how people look at challenges. And you have this one group of people, they have, um, when they think of a challenge, they're energized by it. They can't wait to tackle it. And then you have the other group of people, which I happen to fall into, who <laughs> that look at it as a burden and um, a really big drag on their lives. Like, you know, and it teaches you how to go from a fixed mindset, which is me and lots of others who just be like, oh my God, another issue. And it teaches you how to flip that mindset so what would you say to the person that is kind of in that fixed space? Um, how do they cultivate that for themselves? I know support is very important, but how do they independently get to the point where they can get that perspective shifted? Um, a lot of that is, is going to come it's going to have to come with um, time and faith. Mm-hmm. You know, really, the two hand in hand, that's that's really what it comes down to. Because even naturally with me, I mean, naturally, everybody, we still want to go through both phases. You know, when stuff still happens, I'm going to, here we go again, you know, mm-hmm. stuff to go. You know, I'm still the same way, but the thing is, I'm not on it long. Mm. I, I'm not on it long. No, because the first thing I, that comes to my mind is, okay, well, you know what? Either, oh, either I've been with this, dealing with this before, or, hey, I've been through the worst. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, it could be worse. Or, I saw somebody else. It's, it's just, and then another thing is, individually, you it's, it's not going to be the same for everybody. You have to find that one thing about you or that's in you that's that's going to motivate you and push you um no matter what it is mm-hmm. and for everybody it could be something different but it's, it's something that kind of ties with your faith or, or whatever it is that you believe in and that you love um and one of the things with me one of the things that I, I always use is i use music i and i use music because music is like it's so universal, you know, it's, it's something that can impact everyone. Yeah. It can be, it can be something foreign language, but we can still love it and appreciate it because it's, it's music. And so, um, I use that in a way, especially if it's a song, like if I'm talking with you and you're telling me about a situation or something that you're going through, and this and it's kind of very specific. I'll are because I love music and know music so much. I'll have a hand, a song hand ready just to give you <laughs> that focuses just on your situation Look and just exactly what you need. Yes, that's just exactly what you need. I know my mom was going through some things, and <sighs> she was just kind of sad and depressed, you know. And now she's living alone, and so now she got all these bills. And stuff, and I and, and she's you know kind of worried about different things. And I said, "Why are you worried? Look at how far we've already come. Look at me. Look at how I'm still here. Mm. You know, I'm I'm you know, and I've been through a lot more than you have, and I'm younger than you, mm-hmm. and I'm still here. Why why are you worried about it? And she said, "Don't you know that he already knows how this is going to end out? We don't know that, but he does." He has his hands on you. God, then I gave her that song, and it blessed the life by Marvin Sapp. Oh, now she can't stop one. listening to it. That's a good one, yeah. Oh, 
So it sounds like what I heard you say is you find the one motivator and it can either come from looking at the past and seeing how far you come in addition to looking at the future and knowing that wherever you're going is better than where you are right then. Exactly. I love that. Exactly. You've got that exactly right. You know what I'm saying? And and you know, and another thing is that, and I tell people all the time, I said, when you're going through, and God knows it can be really hard when we're going through, but when we're going through, you just have to remember, that's exactly what we're doing. We're going through. through. (laughs) We're going through. Yes. We're not just in it. We're we're passing through it. Mm -hmm. So that means we're, we're progressing forward. But we, we're not just in it. We're not just stay stuck. And sometimes we, we we do that to ourselves where something will happen or it'll all be something going on and we just get so stuck. Yes. And we feel defeated and we just, we just, we kind of just stay there. We feel so defeated. And you know, what we got to remember is that we serve a God that's not defeated. Yeah. Never lose. We just have to keep moving forward in, in spite of what's going on. Because in life, as long as we're living, we're going to always go through something. It's going to always be something at some point. So what would you rather have? Would you rather just be dead and gone? Or would you rather be living and just going through it? Because there's, there's, there's something, God, told me, there's something on the other side. Mm-hmm. There's something on the other side of this. Wherever it is that we need or we're looking for, it's on the other side. We're going to get through this storm. We just gotta write it out. Yes. Just gotta write it out. So, you know, and that's it. We, we just have to get through it. We have to get through it. You know, it's 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 a life with all the things that we go through, yes, it's very hard. I will never sit here and I've never downplayed anything that anyone goes through. Mm-hmm. Listen, I've been in abusive relationship to myself. I've had people to put their hands on me. Mm. Okay. So one of the reasons why I'm able to relate with people or feel their pain is because nine times out of 10, I've gone through what they've gone through. I've lost a child. Um, and during, I, I know how all that feels. Mm. You know, it's, it's something about pain that, you know, it, it just resonates in me. I felt all different types of pain that, you know, it's so crazy, but I, I can I can look at people sometimes just looking in their eyes and I can feel what they're going through. And I've done that plenty of times. Mm-hmm. I can I can look I can even look at pictures on Facebook or something and I can see people and they might be smiling and I say, No, something's not right with her. Now, I don't really know what that is, but when they open their mouth and they tell me what they're going through, it confirms what I already felt inside. Mm-hmm. I can directly connect. God uses me to deal with people with their pain. And and so, but in order for me to, I had to go through my own. See, I had to go through my own pain first. See, in, in order for God to use you and the places that he's going to use you for other people, he's got to he's he's got to he's got to get through to you first. That's right. <laughs> you know, and so just just going through all that is is just you know, it's, it's it's just amazing. And 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 when you start to grow, and with time, because with time, every you you grow with time. That's all we need is a little time, and then you grow, and then you stay. And you word and you just keep continue to go into whatever it is that motivates you and encourages you. Because um, God, along the way, he's going to keep giving you the little things that you need. He's yeah. going to keep giving you the little nuggets or provide that resource or that person. Um, kind of like the, um, Mr. Phil. I know you know Mr. Phil. This man impacted my life. In such a way, because when I met him, he heard, you know, he heard my story. We used to be in a band together. We used to sing together. Mm-hmm. I, I, I guess I left out that part. I've been singing all my life. <laughs> I love this thing. Um, and so he was writing this song about his wife. Well, it wasn't about his wife, but he was, was inspired by her. 
And then when he started to get my story, he continued to write. And it was such a beautiful song. And um, in the midst of all that, he had me to sing it. And we would go around different places and sing it. And people just love the song. And, you know, and it basically, it just encouraged me because you got to understand that as long as we, you know, we're still here. You know, Job went all through those things and he, you know, he never gave up. That's right. He never gave up. When everybody left his side, he just, he was just right there. Yeah, he, he at one point, yeah, he did question God, but he never lost faith. He never cursed God. He just said, you know what? I'm just going to ride it out. People that's going to leave, they're going to leave. You know, okay, that's fine. Whatever happens, it just happens. But I know you're just taking me through this. Mm-hmm. So if I can just keep looking forward and not look back, because we have a tendency to do that. It's kind of like when you drive in a car, you're trying to drive forward, but you're looking backwards. Mm-hmm. You're going to run into something every single time. You're not going to get anywhere like that. Right. Yeah, you're not getting anywhere like that at all. So that's you know, that's, you know, that's all we gotta do. I am so glad you're able to share and just kind of inspire us. It's definitely that is your that is your gift <laughs> for sure. You're definitely <laughs> operating in your gift, and I'm I'm grateful that you're able to share it with us today. Is there um? Like any last words or shout outs? Um, can you tell us how to get connected with Smile and help you out? Just kind of wrap things up for us and um, whatever you have left to share on your heart. Let us know how we can connect and how we can help, especially during these times. Yeah. Um, uh, so there's a the group, there's a Facebook page right now, um, a group, and it's called, um, the name of it is called. Uh, Help me believe. Okay. And when you go to it, then you'll see the sign that says "Smile." Single mothers in need of love every day. So you see it up there. Um, help me believe is kind of more like an overwhelming umbrella thing because I want to use that to just touch so many different people. Um, and my hope is that God will bless this thing so that we can just change that to single mothers in need of love worldwide. I'm claiming that right now. No, that's right. International. <laughs> yes. Exactly international because this is. You know, it's even, you know, it's, that's, that's we got to be our outreach, you know, because yeah. that's what this is about, outreach. And so um, there, and uh, we're doing some things constructive-wise as far as coming on the website and all that kind of stuff later on, but um, we're still working on now, but as well as I'm, I'm working on um, a book, writing a book. I have so many people that say, where's your book in? <laughs> you should be writing a book. You should be having a couple of books by now, <laughs> you know, but... Um, and so I'm working on that, and as well as some other things. But for right now, as far as contact-wise, definitely, um, like I said, the Facebook page, Help Me Believe. My email address is rwill872 at gmail.com. That's rwill872 at gmail.com. Um, I'm, my name is Ron Williams on Facebook. It's how you connect me. Um, and other than that, I mean, as far as shout-outs, I, I definitely need to shout-out. Um, just a couple of people. Again, Mr. Phil and Mr. Wanda have been great inspirations to me. And that story, I love them so much. They just, I mean, this just, in, in so many different ways and encouraged me to actually just want to stay on the path of, you know, being encouraged and wanting the things, not giving up on the things that I wanted in my life. They're the sweetest couple in the world. Yeah. You, you just, oh my gosh, you can't <laughs> be around them without... Oh, they, they just oh, so lovable. Really are they? Really are, and and I just pray to God that God would just one day bless me with something like that. Yeah, what Lord. they have because it is so beautiful what they have. Um, that and my pastor uh, Jimmy Bass and Apostle Jimmy Bass and um, and his wife uh, Pastor Nicole, um, the church, everyone, my mom, um, just everyone that that has been there, everyone that. That threw me away. <laughs> everyone that counted me out, I thank all of you. Everyone that that didn't care when I was going, I, I, I appreciate all of you. Mm-hmm. I thank all of you so much. My brother Brian and Jai, everybody who's been there for me, my fraternity brother that that wouldn't just let me go through anything um, mm-hmm. alone. You need people like that in your life, um, and that's why you know, you know, I try to be so supportive of, of him and everything he does. 
Um, big shout out to him and just uh, my mom, of course, Teresa Perry, and just everybody that's just you know, everybody that's just out there that's just suffering. Just just hold on, God knows. Just just hold on. That's what I would say to you. Just just hold, just hold on because a change is coming somehow, mm-hmm. some way. A change is coming. And I know sometimes it's hard to want to uh, reach out and and ask for help. Um, I, I know that I understand that completely. Um, but there are some people out here that are ready and willing and able, you know, to help or to do whatever they can um, to be there for you, even if it's just to listen. And Nanretta and Crystal, thank you for always being there for me. Y'all are the best, you know, I, you know, to my son and his family, his mom, who continues to encourage me every day. You know, I love them and I thank them for their, their whole family and how they encourage me on the daily. Mm. Just, you know, just everybody, man, that, you know, I just, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful to have the people in my life that I do have when I, because it's easy to sit back and look at what you don't have or what you don't like or what, you know, it's, it's so easy to do that. But when you do that, you just pull yourself down even further. Yes. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's just harder for you to even make it. You're just adding more weight onto what you already have when you do that. You know what I'm saying? But when you, you can change all of that, when you can change your attitude, you can change your mind. And when you can change your mind, you can change your path and your direction. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Well, you have re-energized me, make me want to look at some things, make me want to write some things down and plan out some things. Um, I know that we're about to start the month of August, which is um, eight is the number of new beginnings. And so I think that your story is so timely and um, definitely ordained. This is going to be a beautiful turnout. I can already can already see it. Um, and I thank God for it. I just want to thank God for you, um, for your light and your joy, yeah. your uh, encouragement to us. It's just so natural um, and just very effortless. And I know that it's really going to transform lives. So I can't wait. If you have um, more stories you want to share, you can get back. We can get you back recording again. Like this does oh. not have to be a one time thing. You know, when oh. you get when you get that wedding that you've been praying for, you come back on here. <laughs> Yes. Thank God for that. Yes. And everybody keeps saying that. Everybody, you know, she's on the way. She's on she the way. She is on, on the way. Yes. <laughs> she is on the way. And I can, I can imagine the enemy is very upset because oh. you've got big, big, big plans ahead and a big yeah. impact as well. So that's another reason why some of us, we can expect opposition. Because yes, we're on the right track and we're not allowing the tricks of the enemy to affect us. So he's going to try even harder, even more to get us to stop and to pause with our serving, with our dedication, with our devotion to God. Um, exactly. So some people may be wondering, why is this happening to me? Because you have huge, 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 a huge future in store. And it's it. start is you know he wants to thwart it, but that I love how you say you just like just hold on. You just yeah, gotta hold that's, on. That's it. That's it. I mean, it's such a people out here, and they'll sit there and they'll tell themselves and say, "Hey, well, why is that these people out here and they're doing anything, but I'm out here and I'm trying to do right and I'm going through so much else?" Well, that's your point. Exactly. They're doing anything because 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 you know the devil realizes I already got them. So I ain't got to bother them. <laughs> right. He don't mess with you if you're not going anywhere. No. I already got them. So I'm not worried about it. I'm worried about you. Yeah. Because the enemy knows our purpose, too. Oh, yeah. He he knows our direction, too, just like God does. So he's trying to do whatever he can to stop that. So when you meet that opposition, oh, you should just you should go in the shop. Just go right into a parade. He's like, <laughs> oh, okay. I know exactly what this means. That's a promotion. Thank you, God. I just got myself. I start next week. Yes. So, I mean, hey, it's, it's just, you know, you don't even worry about that. You got to see it. The old saying, um, 
the, the haters are elevators. They they really are. Mm-hmm. They really are. You you can't let that. Don't let that. I mean, it's it's, it's going to grow with time. But eventually, you see that. You know that we we can't let. This was don't don't put the small stuff like they used to say. That's right. You know, you know, it's 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 it's, it's only going to pass. This too shall pass. I love it. This. Mm, Oh, this too shall pass. Yes. Now, I want to hear you say so. Season two is all about your testimonies. Do you or someone you know have a powerful testimony? If so, I would love for you to connect with me. And I'd love for to get you on the show. And let's share the goodness of God together. Send me a message on Facebook or Instagram saying that you're interested in sharing your testimony. We'll get together and record, and you can be on the next episode of the show. That's a wrap for today's episode of Chris in Christ. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I can't wait to hear from you again. Let's keep in touch. Follow me on all social media platforms at Chris and Christ. Until next time, remember, you overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the power of your testimony. Be blessed. Mm-hmm.